0: Alright, welcome back to Project Recalibration. This is episode 18, day 18, and I'm your host, Chris Apeta. So, let's get to it. Today, I'm going to be focused on the topic of embracing failure. And let's get it going. So, today, I was able to attend my second class of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, and the lessons are already beginning. Like, I'm so excited for this. Anyways, the main focus for today was to successfully execute a rear naked chokehold. I'm not gonna really explain it because, needless to say, yeah, I I really was I I would not be able to execute it with somebody who's actually trying to resist. You know, I was paired up with a brown belt named Maurice today, and fortunately, he was very patient with me and was willing to slow things down to show me how to effectively position myself for that submission. You know, I tried the best that I could to try to get all the motions right, but honestly, I, I just kept making mistake after mistake after mistake. if if, if he had If he put just a little bit of resistance, I I would I just I wasn't able to do anything. Um, And, you know, part of it comes with the fact that I've never done Jiu Jitsu before. And that's part of the reason why I joined. To be honest, it's a very humbling experience to fail. And it's a very humbling experience to get choked out by someone and truly feel defenseless. I can compare it to moments when I failed at other things in life. You know, sometimes life chokes you out and you can feel defenseless if uh, you just failed at whatever you're trying to accomplish, right? Uh, For example, my, my first month at the Honda dealership I worked at, I wasn't necessarily new to the business because I had sold cars before. Like, you know, I wasn't what they call a green pea, if you will. But I ended up selling only about one and a half cars, which in the car industry if you split a deal with other people that's considered a half deal um so one and a half cars and my second month maybe i did three or four cars it was pathetic it was nothing impressive like damn people had high expectations of me because of my background and everything and that's the numbers those are the numbers i put out uh i was truly failing and you know many people go through that the Through that same experience that I did, because, you know, the car business literally has some of the highest turnover rates with employees I've ever seen. People think they can sell cars. They show up. Then they work a a full month, sometimes two months, putting in long hours. They sell a couple cars and then they get paid less than minimum wage. And, you know, they then that usually causes them to quit, to go work at a job where they can get paid for the hours they work. Because, you know, this whole commission thing is just not for them. Uh, I set my mind up to a target that was honestly real unrealistic after that. You know, I, I, I just I needed to do something about that. F- five cars, five and a half cars and in, in two months like I needed I needed something to change. And so I came up with such an unrealistic number for myself at that time that I even got my general manager to agree. If I hit that number of units, he would buy me a Mont Blanc pen and mind you i had sold four and a half cars probably in the last two months i was on the verge of being let go and i asked him if i sold 15 cars 15 cars not even 10 not 8 nothing 15 cars would you buy me a mont blanc at first he resisted but he eventually said yes i'm not sure if maybe he thought that maybe i wouldn't hit the numbers because you know i was very far away from them but he ultimately said yes and Now I had to sell 15 cars or I wouldn't get a pen. I wouldn't have a job and I would not have made enough money to pay the rent or any other bills for that matter. What did I do? Well, I started training. I paid more attention to the steps to the sale. You know, I worked on building confidence by putting in the work. I dialed the numbers. I heard a lot of no's, but I got yeses. I spoke to service clients. You know, I I got used to kind of building my resistance to people rejecting me coming near you know a lot of people anybody who steps on the dealership for the most part they don't want a salesman near them like they avoid us like we're a disease and you know by doing all this I started kind of building my tolerance for the pain of rejection. I started to eliminate my fear of failure by watching these training videos online and then practicing them with people. So there's techniques already out there. I mean, all the objections are the same. They already exist. So I started just kind of like replaying them in my head and and coming back with the rebuttal. You know, that month, I didn't just get a Mont Blanc pen. You know, I made more than five times what I had made the previous two months and you know, I actually surpassed my goal of 15 and sold 17 instead. Now, had I quit and looked for a different job saying, I never liked car business anyways, and I deserve to be paid for the hours of I work. So I'm going to go find somewhere else where I can get paid for the work I put in. And I would have failed at that moment. I would have accepted a failure. But because I assessed what was causing me to fail, I was able to then take the time to practice, improve, practice the techniques, practice the practice, 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 you know, just doing everything I needed to do so that I could get better. Then when I was in the real life situations with clients, I was able to move to the the sale to the close. And ultimately that, that got, that got me that, that, that fulfillment of not failing on that, on that, that commitment that I made to the general manager. And now, I'm not here to say that I'm some master salesman because of that. You know, there's a couple masters there that I, they, they are really, really gifted at their skill of selling. They do 30, 40 cars month after month. Um, that's not me. But what I am saying is by not giving up, I didn't allow myself to be a failure. I found a way to become better and it helped me out. Sure, I failed momentarily for the months that I didn't sell my, to my capabilities, but I didn't stop there. I continued until I was able to improve. And I compare that to Brazilian jiu- Jitsu, because I've never actually practiced this sport, so maybe I won't be able to start choking people out in the tournament next month or even in the next six months. but if I quit at three months because it feels like I'm not getting it and everyone else has better technique, and I, I don't really like getting choked out anyways. And what well, I mean, what, what, what does this really do for me? Um, you know, Like if, if, if I do that, all I'm going to do is prove to myself that I don't know how to commit fully. I'm gonna to prove to myself that I'm okay with failure and I can accept failure in my life and I'm gonna to start to accept failure everywhere or everywhere else in my life. It's gonna to prove to me that it's okay to run away when things are uncomfortable. And I don't want that in my life. By not accepting failure on the mat, I'm not gonna accept failure in my relationships. I'm not gonna accept failure in my business. I'm not gonna accept failure as a husband or a father. I'm not gonna accept failure in any part of my life um, because not only do I become physically stronger by overcoming these failures I also developed the skills that were missing which caused me to fail in the first place you know most people will get choked out by failure and tap out and never ask for a rematch nah fuck that I want that rematch and I want to study how I got choked out in the last match so that I can practice avoiding that situation in the next one I want to figure out what led me to be the one choked out instead of the one choking them out and winning by submission you know failing instead of succeeding That doesn't sound appealing. So when I get to face that same opponent again, I have a better understanding now of his offense and defense. I have improved my offense and defense. So if I win this match now, it doesn't matter that I lost before because I came back and I choked this motherfucker out. So now I'm the winner. And I know that failure is inevitable. Everyone I look up to in life has failed more than once. But nobody remembers them for failure. They are only known for... (laughs) All the success that they've accumulated in their life. I failed many times in my life. And, I, and I'm and i not going to say here right now that I'm a success yet because my ultimate goals have yet to be accomplished. But regardless of how many times I may get thrown on the ground, you know, put in a headlock and straight up just embarrassed by life, I'm going to get right back up. I'm going to reset. I'm going to practice and I'm going to make the adjustments so I could try again. Because I may have failed, but I didn't die there. So I still have a chance to win. And if I ever start to get too cocky, life might come back a little better trained itself and you know remind me that I can still get my butt kicked. So if I want to reduce the chance of failure, I have to keep training, learning, readjusting, resetting, You know, taking all these different examples and lessons that I'm being taught by failure and make sure that training is non-negotiable there's always going to be somebody bigger and badder there's always going to be something a problem that's bigger and badder than me so i gotta just be ready so that even if it is bigger and badder it takes me less time to turn that failure into a success and you know currently i'm training in these areas of life for right now for example i'm, I'm training with my health you know i i got into the biking and Brazilian Jiu Jitsu for my exercise so I can get a better physique, so I can keep my body moving. Uh, they both inspire me to, you know, make sure I stretch and try to do the right motions, get my mobility right. So that, you know, if I start running after my kid, I hopefully don't start pulling pulling a muscle or, you know, getting tired in two minutes. I'm getting ready with my health so I can do more with it. And I'm eating better. I'm being more conscious about how I eat. So ultimately, it's bringing my Weight down slowly but surely. You know, for the first three weeks, I was busting my ass and didn't notice a single difference. Now, um, uh, at this point, it's been over two months. I, I can finally say I'm down 13 and a half pounds or 13 pounds, give or take. So it took me a while, but had I stopped at those three weeks because my exercise wasn't working, well, you know, I'd probably be in the same exact position, if not probably worse. And I'm also really training in my spiritual side. I'm practicing these moments of silence. I'm being present. I'm learning how to be present in more aspects of life uh, or sorry in more uh, situations in life. So not just when things are calm and, and steady or when I'm doing something I really enjoy. I'm learning to be present even when I don't enjoy things because I can learn from those moments. You know, I'm giving thanks. I'm learning to be more thankful all the time. So, I you know, I want to be able to have that relationship with God. So. I'm nourishing that relationship by constantly giving those thanks and, you know, just communicating. And, you know, I'm also trying to learn to forgive faster. Sometimes, you know, I'm I'm very forgiving, but sometimes I'm not able to forgive immediately or even the next day or the next week. And so that ultimately does harm to my spiritual, uh, my spiritual being. It does harm to my soul. And I don't want to do that. So learning to forgive, it's tough, but I gotta, I gotta put in the work so that I don't harm harm myself with those negative emotions. Because I just don't want to carry negative emotions with me. I want to be able to heal my soul faster, and you know, I'm I'm doing the work so that I can do that spiritually. With commercial insurance, I'm studying coverages, I'm I'm studying policies daily, I'm learning more about the carriers and how I can leverage their programs to benefit my clients. I'm training with sales and and negotiation, I'm practicing closes, I'm I'm practicing my ability to explain and communicate. All of these things right here are going to make me more valuable and make me more of an asset to my client so that I, I, I just do better at what I do for a living. I'm also training my mental callus, you know, as David Goggins says, I'm training my mind to be able to take the hard blows that life often throws at us. And I'm doing that by purposely putting myself in situations I don't want to be in very uncomfortable situations that right there is training my mental callus so that I can start to be comfortable in the uncomfortable. And, you know, I'm I'm also training with my creativity, expressing, I'm I'm practicing how to express my ideas and thoughts in creative ways, you know, by constantly writing down ideas, trying them and, you know, just kind of letting my, my, my creativity run loose. I'm, I'm, I'm really sharpening that part of me. And, you know, if I'm not creative, I start getting a little bored of myself. I got to be creative. I I was made to be creative. I'm going to use it. And if I don't use it, I lose it. So I got to make sure I keep training with that. With that said, I am training. So I do fail. But that doesn't discourage me anymore. By simply resetting, practicing, and retrying, I still have a chance to win. And that failure serves as a lesson once I succeed. And life is, to me, life is kind of like a puzzle. You know, sometimes that pu- that piece doesn't fit as we would like it to. But i gotta drop that piece pick up the next piece and see if that one fits better and i'm just here to complete my puzzle regardless of how many pieces i gotta you know pick up try drop and pick up another one i don't care how many that takes i'm gonna keep going until i solve my puzzle small or big failures they're just not enough to stop me from trying and that's in any aspect of life but today I got to humbly be reminded as I was choked out by a brown belt in class. You know, I hope that this is relatable to you listening. If you're facing anything, you know, any any failures right now in this current moment, just know that failure only supersedes you when you back down. If you get back up, you haven't lost yet. You haven't failed yet. Now this has been episode eighteen, day eighteen of Project Recalibration. I'm your host Chris petta I definitely appreciate an honest review on Apple Podcasts, or if you ha- you know if you if you just follow on Spotify or any place that you listen to, just giving me a follow that'd be awesome. I'd appreciate it. it. Definitely helps me out. And if you think that somebody you know might be able to benefit from listening to this, you know, feel free to share it. It's uh, I'm sure we'd both appreciate it. Thank you for tuning in today and I hope that you all have yourselves a blessed day.